Hello, and welcome again here with Pastor Deborah. We are beginning another word of encouragement for you, little one. Welcome here in the Garden of Eden. We're teaching today about you and him. Yeah, the creator and the owner and the Lord of the garden. This is number 42 of the year 2022. I'm working through all 52 weeks of the year. So you have at least a word of encouragement from Agape Love, Love is Here's Global Teaching Ministry, and me, Pastor Deborah, from the Lord, at least each week. This video back here is from Pixabay. They're a wonderful ministry that provides free motion videos. I'm recording in Zoom without a green screen. As you know, when you do that, your hair does things, your hand can disappear, the background can come through. But it's so much easier for me to just sit down and record. I'm recording in Zoom, so I may not be real clear to you. Not quite sure, but that's okay. We're just sort of getting by. So this word of encouragement, number 42, is entitled, Have You Turned the Lord? Have you turned the Lord of King David out of the Bible? And the God of Israel. Have you turned his glory into shame? This video represents turning the God of Israel's glory into shame. And King David, oh, yes, he's still asking us questions. We're going to go to one of his psalms, his songs or poems, petitions or prayers that he wrote to us. Sometimes God talked to him to write to us. Sometimes it was a song of his heart that he wrote. And that's in Psalms 4, 2 through 3. But before we begin, Pastor Deborah, if you're new here, oh my gosh, I see billions of you today. We all start with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for drawing all of these wonderful forever persons, the spirit of a human, here to the garden, to be in your presence, to hear your words that are anointed, your words of spirit and of light and life for their spirit. Father, thank you for providing us your teacher, your Holy Spirit to help us. So that our spirits can hear, perceive, understand, and accept your words. And help us to judge ourselves so that you don't have to. Father, help us to understand what you're trying to help us to become. A mature, mighty king of the kingdom of heaven on earth. As Christ Jesus was, who demonstrated for us what that looks like, sounds like, acts like, and how it demonstrated your authority and power over sickness and death and devils here on earth, and how even the oceans would lay down and the wind would obey his commandments. 
Mm -hmm. Father, help us. We need a lot of help today. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, in this lesson, number 42, the title again was, Have you turned the Lord, the King of Israel, King David's God, have you turned his glory into shame? So we're going to go to Psalms 4. We're going to work through 2 through 3. Then we're going to go off to another one. Psalms 4, verse 2. Oh, you sons of men, are you a child of a human? That's what that means. Mm-hmm. How long will you turn my glory into shame? King David's God is asking you through King David. How long will you love vanity? That means fruitless, veinless activity, ideas and desires that when you die, it's all forgotten. Everything you do on planet Earth, every goal and desire that you have that is not of God, not in his righteous ways, will all be forgotten when your death comes. And you seek after leasing, that means serpent stuff, vanity stuff, immoral stuff, unrighteous stuff. Mm -hmm. That's the question that God himself was asking you through King David. Verse number three. But know that the Lord has set apart him. Maybe you, maybe you not. That is godly for himself. This God cannot be around most of his own children who say they believe in him, worship him, and pray him. They're flesh creatures. He has to love them from a distance. Mm -hmm. And those people who aren't yet believing in him, he loves them. But he cannot be around them. They are basically creatures of sin, disobedient traitors. They have a different image and likeness, that of Satan, that very adversary, an enemy of God and all of God's righteous laws, like love your neighbor as yourself. And how do you spot them? Well, if God says you're to love your neighbor, and not to kill innocent things. Then what are you doing supporting abortion? Giving money. Voting for. That, protesting for. Pushing for abortion. Is that not an innocent creature in there? Had no say in being formed or conceived. Was totally at the will, pleasure of two people. Mm -hmm. Now, you know you can be conceived in a Petri dish. Mm -hmm. They can take an egg from a woman and a sperm from a man, put them in a Petri dish, and inject the egg through a needle with a sperm. So you don't even have to have sex to get that to happen. Mm -hmm. That's science for you. That's DNA working, eggs and sperms. 
And if you are somebody who is trying to say you don't need a man or a woman, everybody's a man, everybody's a woman, a man can have a womb, uh, you got some issues. There's some confusion in there. The eggs come from a female ovary. Men do not have those. Sperm come from a man. Women do not have sperm. You need both to make one. So David is asking us because God was asking him, speaking through him. What kind of creature are you? What kind of thoughts do you have and concepts and desires? What is your spirit after? What is your soul trying to do? Why have you turned what you knew to be true into lies, deception, vanity? You think all that you do as a government leader to show how wonderful you are, how welcoming you are by breaking the laws of your own nation? You think that's going to give you any favor with this God upon your earthly death? Nope. And your legacy, your name will be forgotten when this earth is blown up, burned up in fire one day. It's all gone. And a new earth comes. They'll have no memory of you. All that you did, said, the laws you passed, all forgotten. Mm -hmm. Verse number three. But know that the Lord has set apart for himself those that are godly. I am set apart for God and God alone. No human is intimate with me biologically, emotionally. I care only for what God desires. His heart is my heart. His desires are my desires. That is right out of Isaiah. 61 and 62. I live differently. Mm -hmm. The Lord will hear him. When I have been set apart, I am a godly person living in the laws of the kingdom. When I pray to God or I teach and ask him to help you, he hears me. He will not hear a religious person. A flesh creature. He will not hear your soul praying to him. Only your spirit. And that is what he's after. Is your spirit. And he can look at the condition of your spirit. Mm -hmm. Second Timothy 2. 19 through 20. Verse 19. Nevertheless. The foundation of God stands sure. Having this seal, the Lord knows them. What's the seal? That I'm godly. That I'm a mature. I'm doing things the way he chooses me to do. I'm taking counsel with him. If I vote, which I don't, I stay neutral. Because I'm not of this world. I'm of the kingdom of heaven. I have my government. I'm an ambassador, a politician, a, voice, a spokesperson of that government, of that king to you. 
So I don't vote in this world's elections. He said, I have a seal on me. This seal of being a godly person unto him. My thoughts are not in vain. I have not turned his glory into shame. I do not seek fruitless activities that he does not approve of. I don't even do my work. I do his work. I've tried my work. It's flesh. It feels good. It sounds good. Doesn't work. Only his work is godly. His way is godly. And the Lord knows them, like he knows Pastor Deborah, that are his. And let everyone, he said, that names the name of the Christ depart from iniquity. If you go to church, say you are a certain religion, put your hand on a Bible or a holy book and you don't follow it. You're ungodly. Doesn't matter what you're trying to prove to yourself. He knows who you're serving. This one here serves Satan, the adversary, the enemy of God and all of his goodness. And he turns God's glory in you, through you, into shame. That's right. Verse number 20. But in a great house, a great family, there are not only vessels. Our hearts are people of good, of gold, and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. What does that mean? Within my system of spirit, soul, and physical body, it's a house. My spirit's to be one of gold and silver that has been refined by the word of God. My soul, until it's transformed, is a vessel of dirt and wood, clay. It's no good to God. The physical body, as you know, is made of dirt of the earth. And it will be burned up, turned to ashes. Upon its death. Now, some people take it and say, well, some people in the house of God are good and others are vessels of sin. That's not what it means. His words are much deeper than what you ever imagined. A great house. This is his house. My spirit is his house. That's where he wants to live and have his temple. His holy of holies. And he is saying in there, there are vessels, there are tools, ideas, concepts, thoughts, desires of gold and silver, of his glory. But also inside my spirit, there are concepts and ideas, and vessels, carriers of earth, natural ways. Some of my thoughts in my soul used to be of this world, following the traditions of this world, following religion, following politicians. Those are considered vessels. Words are containers of ideas and thoughts and concepts. So in this house of Pastor Deborah, I have a spirit, a soul, and a physical body. God is looking at my spirit to see if he sees the 
vessels, the containers, the words, the concepts, the laws of his glory, his laws that he considers gold and silver? Or are there vessels in there, thoughts from other potters? Maybe Satan and his demons. And you have taken what he has given you. We'll use this example. He has said the spirit in us is to be the king on planet Earth. Rule and manage. Be a shepherd. Now, if you take that and it gets perverted and twisted under Satan, you will use it horribly in torture, abuse, slavery, controlling other human spirits and their souls to help Satan get his kingdom. So what's inside of you becomes earth, impure. It's not pure gold and silver of God. He's looking inside each of you. Mm -hmm. That's the deep teaching. Some people say, well, some people of God are for good, and maybe the unbelievers are the others. Mm -mm. He's looking in here. He works with us individually. What's inside your spirit? What are the containers of the words? What's shining from you? Are your thoughts, your desires, your ideas, are they his? Are they filled with glory? Or have you turned those into dark, gray, poisonous things of the earth, of the natural world, of Satan? He's looking. So his question to you is this. Have you turned the Lord, the King of King David, the God of Israel, his glory, his words will say, love your neighbor. Do not kill an innocent. Have you taken those, that glory, and turned it into shame of abortion? Killing babies, raping women, selling human beings as slaves for money, for profit. Maybe you do many other customs and traditions. Talk to your ancestors. You serve yourself. You have turned God's glory if you believe in him and his beautiful golden words of righteousness and love and light into shame. That's right. That's what he's asking you. Have you done that? He's looking deep in your thoughts, your ideas, your desires. Are they gold and silver for him? Are they gold and silver for you? Do you do everything for you? Are you serving another God? That will give you protection from the media. Keep all your hidden corruptions hidden. And everybody gets paid. That's a vessel of dishonor. Even if you go to church, take Holy Communion. Are you a religious person? And you can't be challenged. Christ Jesus challenged the religious leaders to their traditions their religion, their buildings where they met. He went after the spirit, which is everywhere. So this word of encouragement to you, have you turned the Lord of King David, 
the King and God of Israel, have you turned his glory that he desires to be in you, or he's just out in the world? Have you turned it to shame? Do you blaspheme him and his work? Do you laugh at him as being a healer? And he has no place in healing people. Have you laughed at the people who are trying to fight for freedom? And you turn them into terrorists. He's looking. Ask yourself, dear Heavenly Father, help them to look deep inside of themselves, their soul, their thoughts, all the vessels they have that carry their ideas and desires to see what they are. Father, if they are not one of your children, give them a Hebrews 4.12. Birth them anew out of the cocoon, the darkness, the pits, the dungeons of the soul of ignorance, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Birth them anew where you can implant your vessels of gold and silver, your words, your laws into their spirit, and they can be a shining vessel of you here on earth. Father, help them to explore themselves, their thoughts, their traditions, their cultures, and come to know and ask this question. Have they turned your glory, your love, your laws into shame? In the name of Christ Jesus, if they have, please forgive them for they know not what they do. Apply the cross and the forgiveness and help them to see what you see in them, where they have turned your glory into something else that does not reflect you or your glory or your gold or your silver or your love of humanity. Help them to see what only you can see. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, I'll see you next week. And another word of encouragement out here in the Zoom studio from my living room and in the Garden of Eden spiritually at the same time. Next week, another word. Love, Pastor Deborah.